0: Testing, one, two, three. Testing, uno, dos, tres. (laughs)
1: Testing, climb a tree. (laughs) Did you hear me? I said one, two,
0: three. (laughs) Welcome to the J&JJ Show. I'm Jenna. I'm Jacob. And we love Jesus.
1: You may also hear our dog, Abby, breathing into the (laughs) bike.
0: She's right by us. It's an amazing way to start an episode. We have our whole family with us.
1: So, recently we planted some tomato seeds.
0: Yes, and they were so cute.
1: They're sprouting.
0: They're adorable. (laughs) I think plants are adorable and weird. If
1: that doesn't make you want to listen to the rest of the episode, I don't know what would.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, let's get started. Today we're going to be talking about depression and a little bit about suicide, so trigger warning to anybody we are not licensed professionals (laughs) so but we do have a lot of experience with these these topics so
1: as many of you also do yeah so we hope to help to share perspectives that are encouraging validating and hopefully helpful uh, from what we've known and studied
0: yeah I personally struggle with depression and a little bit of anxiety with the phobia that I have and it was so interesting when we brought up this topic it was really hard for us to decide what to talk about and we kind of got into this fight I'm not gonna lie.
1: It kind of surprised me I think I s- said something that was very hard for Jenna I don't, and you well, didn't feel very understood or yeah. appreciated. I was focusing more on, like, how to help people overcome depression.
0: Well, I'm very passionate about this subject because I feel like that's my purpose. One of my purposes on this earth is to help people with depression and mental illness and everything like that. So I'm very passionate about validating their feelings and (laughs) that they are going through hard things that they can't just buck up and, and be happy and overcome it, you know? But, so, we decided to study the opposite way we were feeling, kind of. So, I studied how to overcome depression and mental illness, and Jacob studied how to support support people who, with people that have depression, so it was really interesting. So I hope you guys we're going to be talking about what is depression, how to then so how to support somebody with depression and then how to overcome it. And yeah, so let's get started.
1: Yeah, so first we want to share basically our understanding of what depression is and what it isn't. So, please forgive me if I, you know, say it wrong. This is why can correct me but from what i understand about <laughs> depression it, it is feelings of prolonged hopelessness and sadness and 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 those feelings that actually interfere with your ability to function yeah. in life
0: it's not just like a bad hair day or it's different even from bereavement like bereavement can lead to depression but it's anyway
1: there's some gray areas
0: yeah so it's a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest that's
1: i just wanna, <laughs> i just want to share a couple experiences from people that are experiencing depression this is from the book silent souls weeping
0: such a good book
1: so megan says i feel so guilty and so dark and just like there's something wrong with me i can't function in my life Liz says, I just kind of flatlined. I couldn't get mad. I couldn't get upset. I couldn't do anything. Just kind of went through everything in a fog. Depression manifests itself very differently with people. I wasn't crying. I wasn't suicidal. I just couldn't feel anything. That's depression too. I've described it as there being a veil between me and the rest of the world. Very gauzy, but a veil. I'm just not fully present.
0: I love that. Feeling numb is a huge, huge thing.
1: What's your... What's your like? How would you describe it?
0: For me personally, mm-hmm. um, I think that's really hard because there's a lot that goes into it. I kind of talked about it being a possession in a way. Just this, like when you're in a depressive state, you you do not you're
1: like paralyzed.
0: Paralyzed. Yeah, you can't feel anything where you feel this deep sadness, and then it comes with that numbness because you feel that deep sadness, you know? And it's the hardest thing to function. And I, in the past, in high school, I don't know why this is coming up, but it is, but I, my therapist said, Jenna, why don't you, you're artistic, so why don't you make something that what is, like... I don't know, I can't remember how she said it, but basically, like, what is depression to you? And I'm a makeup artist, so I love to do makeup. And I did a wall and breaking down a wall. And at that time, I felt like depression was a mask and something that was was keeping myself from becoming my best self and from feeling who I was. I, I lost kind of a sense of who I was because there was that depression wall, brick wall that was there. So kind
1: of made you disconnected,
0: very disconnected. There's a lot of I don't know that we could honestly do a whole episode of what my depression means to me, but yeah, and I'll be sharing more experiences as we go on into this episode, but
1: want to talk now about supporting people who have depression and First, I want to say that we're not supporting people in being depressed. Like, you're not supporting that, you know, you're not supporting the idea that they should be depressed. But you are supporting them as a person. Yeah. In what they need to uh, feel loved, to feel understood, to feel wanted and cared about. And uh, to give them the time and the space, they need to... Make the choices that will help them. And there's a lot that we can do to support other people while still honoring their agency and helping them feel loved.
0: Agreed, agreed. And before we really dive into this, we want to share a quote from Jeffrey R. Holland himself. It's from Like a Broken Vessel." November 13th is what it says. Why isn't it October? November 2013. Not (laughs) 13th. Ah like a broken vessel November 2013 yeah so here's that quote
2: if you're the one afflicted or a caregiver to such try not to be overwhelmed with the size of your task don't assume you can fix everything but fix what you can if those are only small victories be grateful for them and be patient dozens of times in the scriptures The Lord commands someone to stand still or be still and wait. Patiently enduring some things is part of our mortal education. For caregivers, in your devoted effort to assist with another's health, do not destroy your own. In all these things be wise. Don't run faster than you have strength. Whatever else you may or may not be able to provide, you can offer your prayers and you can give love unfeigned. Charity suffereth long and is kind.
1: So that, that one's very encouraging because I, I just want to point out the principle of taking care of your own health and coming from a good place for other people. The wonderful thing is that we don't have to be perfect you know, that if you are in a long-term relationship with someone who is experiencing depression, you are both learning and you're mm-hmm. learning together.
0: Especially if you're married to them, but go on. <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and it's, you know, we're learning what each other needs, but for the person that is trying to be a support, making sure to practice managing your emotions and not being reactive And uh,
0: everything that the depressed person does with a grain of salt. Yes. To not be offended by what they do or what they say because they're not in a good place. All you have to do is is be loving and be kind and
1: be there for them even when they're not there for you. And something that really encouraged me is to love as a gift. You know, that love is a gift that we give. And. Mm I I know for me personally, it can be really hard to want to give love when I'm not feeling loved. And it's very hard to feel loved when someone is not able to engage because they're feeling depressed. So thinking of love as a gift that you can give freely. First, you know, get yourself to a good place, but then then show some love. I love
0: that. Yeah. I love that a lot. Mm. Delicious. Delicious. (laughs) So one thing that... You also, for a caregiver of somebody that's depressed like you or has mental illness, you have to, like what he said, not destroy your own health. And do everything that you can, that you can do, but whatever you can't do, remember that the Savior will make up for that that difference that you can pray and um, like you said, you can give love as a gift.
1: (laughs) You're not responsible to heal then.
0: No, no. And I think a huge thing, what you can do and I don't think people really realize the impact of just listening and just being there, hugging them, whatever, just being with them would
1: do sometimes it's good to not ask them what they want I mean ask them what they want but also you know show up for them the way they need
0: yeah yeah and the way that they also kind of view love like we all have those love languages you know but I I love we watched a video it was about suicide but I don't know if we put a trigger warning about suicide but
1: Trigger warning. Trigger
0: warning. (laughs) are going to talk about some suicide stuff, but there's a video on the church website about suicide, and it was about this uh, man who attempted to end his life, and he went to the hospital, got better, and then he came home, and his brother literally just stayed on his bed. Like, he was there when he woke up, and then when the the boy I forgot his name the guy that can or attempted to attempted suicide went to sleep and woke up his brother was still there I don't know if that made sense but just and, and he
1: said you, you can go away it's fine I'm, I'm not gonna do anything
0: and he's like no I almost lost my brother today and I'm gonna stay here
1: <laughs> I'm, not going I'm not going anywhere I'm not
0: going anywhere And he talked about that whole week he stayed with him. He took work off, stayed with him, and did whatever that he wanted to do. They didn't talk about how he was feeling. It was all up to him, you know? Yeah. And I,
1: I think recognizing that you don't know what someone is going through, like, even if you think you know what would help them, and even if you're right that doing that thing will help them, recognize that people most of the time know what to do but there's a difference between knowing something and being good at doing it especially wanting to do it. and wanting to do it yeah
0: yeah
1: yeah so like and everyone can understand that you know like we all know that we should eat healthy but when that chocolate cake comes (laughs) out you know we're all gonna try to you know maybe struggle and and probably have a piece and we We can all understand the disconnect between knowing what we should do and being good at doing it, and that and
0: wanting to do it.
1: That gap really grows wider when you're struggling mentally and emotionally.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like when you're depressed, maybe like going for a walk is is a huge thing, like that will help. But when you're depressed, you do not want to. You do not want to get up, and you don't want to do the things that will help sometimes. So, I think as friends and family, what you can do is invite them to do things with you. I love Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) This might be, it's not a tangent, but Winnie the Pooh and his friends, Eeyore, is depressed, and... They they still invited him to go and do stuff with them. And so I don't do not give up on that person. Like keep on inviting them and loving them and showing them that you care and a little goes a long way.
1: Another big thing and I, I don't know if we really mentioned but a state a a depressive state or other other forms of mental mental health issues is a distorted view of reality like even though a walk is something that's helpful and good you're not seeing it as something helpful and good therefore it's a distortion right and it i mean there's nothing it it doesn't help to tell people that they're wrong you know or that they should think differently but it does help it should
0: become with love
1: and love and truth is the balance in all of relationships right But I I love something that I read online, it said, when people with depression are struggling with negative thoughts, friends and family can help by challenging those thoughts and offering a more balanced perspective. For example, if someone is feeling like they're worthless and can't do anything right, a friend might point out the things that they have accomplished or remind them of their positive qualities. I, you know, you have to come from a place of love and definitely validation is a huge part and I think throughout this whole conversation we'll see that there's really a balance between validating somebody's struggle but challenging mm-hmm. their I don't know the, the beliefs their thoughts that, their thoughts that aren't helping them their thoughts that they're not good enough or they're worthless or life's too hard or any of <laughs> things like that and that can be an act of love even yeah. though you're challenging them
0: yeah Sorry about our dog. If you can hear our dog, she's panting right now. But I wanted to kind of just quickly add something on on what you said, that the spirit, if you're like, when when will I know when to validate them and when will I know to invite them or tell them, like, hey, we're going on a walk. Like, get your shoes on. We're going for a walk. And I think a big thing is to pray. And to have the spirit with you. And the spirit will tell you what to do. And trusting that impression and trusting trusting him. So anyway, with that, do you have anything else?
1: I just wanted to really emphasize that the main thing is just to be there for other people. And that to me means being there by being consistent in their lives. And telling them you love them and things. And also showing up by coming from a good place by overcoming your own emotional dependency on the other person. Because not that they don't love you, but sometimes it's hard for them to express that love in a way that, you're, that you want to receive it. And learning to process your own emotions and validating mm-hmm. yourself and, and overcoming the reliance on is super important so that you can come from a place of security where you're not taking anything personally that they're doing or not doing Yeah, Um, but also just listening without judgment, offering words of encouragement, support, being available to spend time with them when they need it. You can see that all of these things are things that a person who is secure and stable in their own lives, and that's a really that's a challenge for all of us, you know, to come from a good place. But I think that that is something to practice, and to get better at is that personal, emotional, self reliance, and and just you know, that inner security that no matter what, you're loved, you're lovable and, and that love is a gift. You know, we're here to love people freely without mm-hmm. expecting anything in return Yep. and know in return that in doing so that we are lovable.
0: Amen hey jenna here we are actually going to end this episode right here so thank you so much for listening about how to support somebody with depression on our next part two episode we are going to be talking about how to overcome depression and a little bit about suicide so tune in and thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys there bye